0: Welcome to episode 36 of the Dead Serial Podcast, the Halloween special for 2019. I'm joined with my co-host today, who is the actual host of the Film School YouTube channel, Joe Limbaugh.
1: <laughs> Spooky movie season. Welcome back. Thank you. No, Thank you I'm, for having me.
0: I'm excited that you're here and we can kind of jump right into this. Last Sweet. year we did six clips apiece. Yeah, 12 movies total. Yep, this year we did five, which was the original <laughs> idea from last year, but you came at me with six, so I came back at you with six. That was a, yeah. a little bit longer, and then we talked about Halloween for uh, quite a bit because that had just dropped Halloween last year. Halloween
1: 2018, yep, yeah. Yep.
0: And here we are. We're back yeah. at it. Uh, i let you go first with some movie clips, uh, with your movie clip. I'm gonna go first this year, though. Yeah, go right ahead. If that's all right with you. Absolutely, take it away. Doctor Samuel Loomis, January twenty-second,
2: nineteen seventy-nine. Do you wish to give a statement regarding your former patient, Michael Myers? My suggestion is termination. Death is the only solution for Michael. There's nothing to be gained from keeping. Evil alive. A, two, two, seven, I shot a sodium would Render him unconscious. I'll be with him to make sure his life is extinguished. My ear on his chest to hear for myself that his vitals no longer function, and immediately incinerate the body.
3: It needs to die. It, it needs to die. die.
1: Halloween 2018. Nice little clip there with Dr. Sam Loomis. Although, not Donald Pleasant. Not, de- not Donald Pleasant. Good enough uh, imitation Yeah, that I think most people wouldn't wouldn't notice. I mean, I noticed. Because
0: well, and Donald I had to Pleasance go with Dr. Was. Loomis. I um, I loved that. Obviously, rest in peace, Donald Pleasant. Yeah. But they worked the character in there. You had to have Loomis to continue this story, especially after eliminating two. Yeah. And he's reiterating how. The shape is evil, and he needs yeah. to die. And the thing I love about that scene is, sure, it's the the podcast journalists, whatever, in their hotel room listening to the tape and going through everything, but it keeps cutting to Smith Grove Sanitarium mm-hmm. where they're getting ready to move the shape and all the other prisoners. Right. And then cuts to Jamie Lee Curtis stroking the trigger of her revolver yeah. in her pickup truck, <laughs> watching them load the shape into the bus. Yeah. Getting a meme buzz on. Um, well, it had to
1: have Loomis in there it's a, nice, it's a way to connect the two since yeah like you were saying the 2018 version is basically uh, the beginning of a new series that's an, a divergent storyline that basically discounts everything that 2, 4, and 5 and Curse of Michael Myers oh yeah they're all gone you know, so they're, they're yeah. gone in that continuity the way uh, H2O discounted 4, 5, and 6 so pick, if you're going to pick it up as a direct sequel then Doctor Loomis is the central character, and you just yeah. had to have that tidbit of information—just
0: a little bit of what happened to Loomis yeah. and how he still felt about it after the events unfolded, after they captured the shape. Yeah, and that's how we left off the the 2018 Halloween special. That was kind of the big hoorah for me in that episode. Yeah. So I thought it was fitting to to
1: Start throw that in that. there. Kick it off with that. Yeah, nice. but
0: you've got one for us. You want to, you want to jump to that? I know we're trying not to be. Slightly over two hours on this. Yeah, yeah, trying to keep it down a little bit.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're going to kick it into 1980 here uh, with uh, one of my favorites, The Shining. Stay away from me.
3: Please! Don't hurt me. I'm not going to hurt you. Stay away from
2: me! Wendy. Stay away! Darling, light of my life. I'm not going to hurt you.
4: You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. I'm gonna bash
3: them right the fuck in. (laughs) Stay away from this. Don't hurt me. I'm not gonna hurt you. Stay away from me! Stay away! Please!
4: Stop swinging the bat.
3: Stay
4: away! Put the bat down,
3: Wendy. Stop it! Wendy, give me the bat. Please! Give me the bat. Stop it!
4: Give me the bat. Stop swinging the bat. stop! Give me the bat. Wendy! Give me the bat.
1: Give me the bat.
0: <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Good choice, dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, it's, it was very hard not to make it on the list last year because it's one of my favorites. It's, let me just say this right now because uh, somebody pointed this out to me and I think it's true. Uh, not a very good adaptation of a Stephen King novel because it's so different from the novel.
0: It varies quite a bit, yeah. But it's a great Stephen Stanley Stephen King's Stanley not Kubert. a big fan.
1: Yeah. It, but- well, I mean, I think he's reconciled and come to terms with it, it, it for the same reason that it's it's a great Stanley Kubrick movie. Not a good Stephen King adaptation, right. but a great Stanley Kubrick movie. And on that it alone, it stands as one of the all time great horror films. I mean, it's it's kind of a haunted house scenario, or is it <laughs> kind of madness involved? Um, and Jack Nicholson giving a crazy performance.
0: And it's just phenomenal an awesome performance. Movie. Yeah. And Oops. that scene in particular, I just I love that. I'm not yeah. going to hurt you. <laughs> you didn't let me finish my sentence. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just, just gonna bash, bash your, your brain. brains in. So good. Bash them right is, the fuck in. Insane in that movie. <laughs> She's measure. phenomenal in this movie. Oh, yeah. No, it's and a, I think you mentioned this on movie. the film school's 40th anniversary review of The Shine. Right. That uh, Stanley Kubrick was just kind of a cocksucker to her throughout the entire production of the movie. And I think that if for scenes like this it it worked yeah
1: well she had a, she was used to a different style like more of a um, improv style of acting because she did a lot of films with Robert Altman and Stanley Kubrick was a perfectionist and he controlled his films and his film sets and I think Jack Nicholson was being more of a method actor he could follow that guideline I see that or Shelley Duvall I think was, was maybe more temperament I think it was a combination of the two forcing Stanley Kubrick to basically come down so hard on her and you know, to get the <laughs> performance he wanted out of her, uh, and it's a great performance. Um, yeah, going to see it on the big screen in 4K, just the beginning of the month was fantastic. Because I've never seen it on the big screen. The best 12 was a without baby me.
0: Maybe when it came out,
1: but it's it Damn was it. so good. <laughs> Dude, it was like on a on a night. I think you no.
0: I'm pretty know. sure I had lodge because we were going to record or something. And I would. Freemason gig popped in right in the middle of it and I had to split. So And so it was kind of a spur of the moment. I don't blame you for going with. me. A buddy called a buddy who called yeah. me
1: and said, hey, this is playing and I said,
0: but, oh, yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> well, that's What's what I did it. last year when they were doing Night of the Living Dead, the original. Yeah. And we went and caught that. So I'm bummed I missed out. I missed out on The Shining 40th this month and the uh, Fathom event for Alien. Alien.
1: I didn't go to the one for Alien, but that's because I've seen Alien on the big screen twice in the last seven years, so nice. I'm not hard-pressed. I mean, I missed out on the Ghostbusters Fathom uh, for the 35th anniversary, but I saw it last Halloween on the big screen, yeah. so I'm, I'm fine with that. But, um, yeah, one of my all-time favorite movies. It, it just still holds together, and uh, I think it's a Kubrick man. film. So. Yeah. yeah,
0: and a phenomenal film from Kubrick, and, and what a nice choice.
1: And it's a lot, it's a lot like uh, a couple of my other favorite horror movies. And next year I'm going to talk about this one, The Fearless Vampire Killers. Spoiler alert. Pardon me, but your teeth are in my neck. That movie by <laughs> Polanski and um, The Thing by John Carpenter, uh, as well as The Shining. They're films that you can watch in October for Scary Movie Month. They're also films I feel like you can watch in the winter. They have that setting.
0: Oh, yeah. You know. That's, oh, well, when we talked Dead about this last well. year. The Thing is that mo- winter movie for me. Yeah. And and like I said, I'd never considered The Thing a a like scary October. movie, a, a monster movie, but it totally is. Yeah. Or a sci-fi horror movie a, as well as a psychological thriller. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because, uh, um, it, again, like it's like The Nightmare Before Christmas. You can watch it in October. You can watch it around Christmas.
0: Yeah, but know? technically, and let's just clear the air because... Uh, I did make it to my Disney Halloween. I had that trip in September and go to Disneyland from September 6th to October 31st. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome when it's stacked out for Halloween. Not bad. Uh, I I digress, but the Haunted Mansion was all Nightmare Before Christmas themed. Right. And it literally turns the the Haunted Mansion into a Christmas ride. And in September, it was a little fucking much. Yeah, no, I I get it. And I've always been on the mindset that Nightmare Before Christmas, you watch on October 31st through December 25th. Right. It's, it's a Christmas movie. It, it is a Christmas movie first <laughs> and foremost. It happens at the end of Halloween night. <laughs> it's a, it's a
1: Christmas movie first and foremost but it has elements of Halloween. It's kind of like Shaun of the Dead is a comedy first and foremost but, it but has it's still elements a zombie movie. American uh, Werewolf in Paris and London or London and Paris those two movies are horror movies that have a lot of humor to them so right. like yeah it kind of plays and I feel like uh, some of these horror movies that take place like, even thrillers like Dead of Winter Mary Steenburgen and the late great Roddy McDowell. They take place in the winter, so you know when it's cold outside and you're covered in snow, you're like, ah, this is a good claustrophobic
0: wintering. Yeah, movie not going anywhere. But not leaving I the house. But it could also
1: work in October too, just because of the general theme of horror and terror and murder. <laughs> murder.
0: Brilliant. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip us forward a decade and, and a, a couple of years. Uh, I'm gonna go with 1992's Bram Stoker's Dracula.
4: Uh Aha. Need your strength for the dark days ahead.
2: Nina. Doctor. Yeah?
4: How did Lucy die?
0: Was she in great pain?
4: Yeah, she was in great pain. Then we cut off her head and drove a stake through her heart and burned it and then she found peace. Doctor! Vampires do do exist this one we fight, this one we face, has the strength of 20 or more people. And you can testify for that, Mr. Harker. But he can also control the meaner things of life, the bat, the rodent, the wolf. He can appear as mist, as vapor, as fog, and vanish at will. Now all these things Dracula can do, but he is not free. He must rest in the sacred earth of his homeland to gain his evil power.
1: oh man <laughs> yeah, what can you say about that Anthony Hopkins Van Helsing is just fantastic his man.
0: Van Helsing through the entire film it is hilarious I had to choose this clip because Bram Stoker's Dracula is one of the first novels I ever read in 7th grade okay like I remember filling that book for the first time and looking at it being like how daunting it was how big that book was yeah but that's uh, kind of one of the only moments that's not necessarily intended to be comedic but it it's comedic. It me. is.
1: It's funny. It's
0: this, it's was she so in pain?
1: Out of con- I mean, it just <laughs> takes the context to a dark level, you know. Yeah. Especially they're sitting around
0: having dinner and drinking pints, eating eating food, and but I like that warning at the beginning too. Where he's like, "You're going to need your strength for the dark times to come." Like, yeah. Yeah. You have no idea what you're about to go over, and after that, uh, you know, obviously they talk about how real vampires are and the disease and. The, whatever but yeah, Anthony Hopkins man had to throw it in there
1: yeah it's a good scene I mean you could anything with Anthony Hopkins or uh, Gary Oldman and that would have been good Yeah, so that works not I, so much Winona Ryder or Keanu Reeves in that movie mm, now I do like them both I disagree but their English accents are so
0: they're pretty terrible and Keanu good. Reeves still is like whoa to me even yeah. in, even as John what Harker what is this decrepit, uh, Mina, dude I'll excuse how her her, she slaughters the English accent. What was that hashtag? I still would Winona when Stranger Things oh, season man. one dropped. Oh, That's great. Just saying. She's gorgeous. She's great.
1: But you know, I what I get a kick out of is that uh, Bill Campbell is in this movie. No relation to Bruce Campbell. Bill Campbell <laughs> uh, used to be on the TV show The Forty Four Hundred, and he was also Cliff Secord, the Rocketeer, in. The Rocketeer which is one of my favorite movies not a horror movie that's a
0: great movie not a horror movie movie. but a fun movie just
1: a fun good escapist throwback but yeah no uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula is visually one of Francis Ford Coppola's um, best looking films oh I
0: love it the the real effects that he uses from the train and the transition and the shots over Transylvania where Gary Oldman's Dracula's eyes just start popping up in the sky in the background and they're huge and menacing well, on the use of you know
1: light and color and shadow um yeah playing around with in camera effects and prosthetics that are sort of realistic and uh did this movie did not embrace the the early era of CG no, that Hollywood no. was moving to yeah. at that point
0: the green mist form that dracula takes looks really brilliant in this movie yeah. i love it
1: and i saw it on the big screen too so i've seen all three of these on the big screen so far
0: all right show off let's get to <laughs> one of yours. We're going, uh, you mentioned this a, a little bit uh, passively. Yeah. Or by accident, just barely. But American, a little bit of both. American Werewolf in London.
1: See, that's why I threw Paris so and <laughs> Nice. Nobody would be like, uh uh-uh, 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 I, I know where they're going. So, you know, because we're not going to talk about an American Werewolf in Paris, we're going to talk about John Landis' American Werewolf in London. Let's go.
2: Sorry to be upsetting you, David, but I had to come. Aren't you supposed to be buried someplace in New York? Yeah. Your parents came to my funeral. I was surprised at how many people came. Why should you be surprised? You were a very well-liked person. Yeah, I was, wasn't I? Well, I liked you. Debbie Klein cried a lot. Oh, God, am I asleep now or what? So, so you know what she does? She's so grief-stricken. She runs to find solace in Mark Levine's bed. Mark Levine? An asshole. Life mocks me even in death. I'm going completely crazy. David! What? Now, I'm really sorry to be upsetting you, but I have to warn you. Warn me? We were attacked by a werewolf. I'm not listening to this on the moors. We were attacked by a lycanthrope, a werewolf. I was murdered, an unnatural death. And now I walk the earth in limbo until the werewolf's curse is lifted. Shut up! The wolf's bloodline must be severed. The last remaining werewolf must be destroyed.
0: Brilliant choice, Joe. American Werewolf in London,
1: 1981. Man, that was a good year for werewolves. It hey, was the year werewolf. I was born. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's a good year it out there. There are three <laughs> werewolf um, movies that year. You had uh, uh, um, Joe Dante's The Howling, nice. John Landis's American War- Werewolf in London, and then Wolfen with Albert Finney.
0: I never saw Wolfen. And
1: they're all pretty good, but American Werewolf in London takes the cake, man, because it's it's <laughs> such a good film. Like
0: Dude, the practical effects, the acting, yeah, Rick Baker's effects, the, the comedic feel to it, mm-hmm. and especially in this scene.
1: Well, John Landis, that. the the writer director, was known for doing comedy. Schlock, the Kentucky Fried movie, uh, which he directed for the uh, Zucker Brothers and Jim Abrams. Um, Animal House for National Lampoon and uh, The Blues Brothers for Lauren Michaels from SNL. So he was known as doing comedy, and uh, he, this is a story he'd been working on since 1969. It took him, you know, 11, 12 years to get this to the screen.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there another director that felt like John Landis either stole elements of? I think it was the director from The Howling. There was, some, no, I think so, no. between those two. No. Where one thought the other maybe was kind of... No, what happened was, here's, here's how, ideas. where those two
1: cross. Um, Rick Baker had known John Excuse Landis, me. the makeup artist, had known John Landis, drink your beer. He had known John Landis for for since God, college. So when John Landis was writing this story in college, Rick Baker knew about it and had, you know... Come on, Rick, I want you to work on this movie with me. And so Rick Baker had already been working on elements of, of effects that he would later on do. But the movie languished in development hell for a decade. Nobody wanted to produce it. And by the time John Landis got funding, Rick Baker was already hired uh, to do doing it. the howling. Right. Uh, and he was doing preliminary work. And John Landis kind of chewed him out for it. And then Rick Baker See, sort of... that's
0: what I was talking Rick about. Rick <laughs> Baker
1: sort of stayed on Howling as a consultant, but passed the bulk of the work to to uh, other people in his crew, and he went back to American Werewolf. So it wasn't so much that there was oh, like right. this a huge competition. huge It was just... Yeah, yeah. yeah it was just kind of like a... It's like,
0: what are you doing, man? We we're making a we Werewolf We now got movie. The, were,
1: the money to do yeah. this Werewolf movie, and suddenly werewolves are popular all of a sudden in the cinema that year. So... <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that John Landis does incorporate his trademark comedy, because he is more. I know he's done an episode of Masters of Horror, and it's weird that he's even in that scenario, since he's only done two I'll horror movies. Have to movies. check that out. The rest of the films. Well, he he's did done, this
0: and Thriller, and what? Well, well
1: thriller, thriller isn't a movie though. It's so, a well, film no. video, like a yeah, short no. film. Yeah, but uh, Innocent Blood. Still love Thriller. He did Innocent Blood in like '92, which is a vampire movie again with a lot of humor, but. That's all he's done horror-wise, and the majority of his films, or the rest of his films, are all comedies. So, but that's why he brings a lot of humor to it. But it is often called a comedy, and an American Werewolf in London is first and foremost a horror movie. It is a werewolf movie. It is
0: a gory, it ha- is a very very werewolf, werewolf
1: movie. But it happens. The to transformation have
0: a lot of, humor. of the werewolf in this movie is amazing. Won them an Oscar. Won it make did. an Oscar, it's yeah. Fucking well done. Brilliant movie. Uh, I'd love to. Is there anything else you want to you want to talk about yeah, before we move see on? The sequel.
1: Don't don't really waste your time yeah, seeing the Paris. It's just wah, kind of a cash wah. grab. <laughs> wah, wah, wah.
0: And this movie's so iconic and classic mm. that one isn't comparable by no any means.
1: This film has some innovative uh, steady cam work that hadn't been done before. Um, a lot of John Landis' usual references that he throws out in other movies. There's a really cool documentary. If you pick up the Arrow Edition Blu-ray that's coming out, or uh, if you've got the the Universal Restoration Blu-ray that came out back in 2016, it's got a really cool feature-length documentary about the history of the making of this film and, and how influential it's been. I mean, it led to John Landis being hired by Michael Jackson to do Thriller. so you know what I mean like it's an innovative film it really put Rick Baker even further out there to be able to do makeup for horror films he had been in the business you know pretty much a decade at that point
0: well I mean he's worked all the way up Dust uh, from Dust Till Dawn was Rick Baker too wasn't it
1: yeah he did a lot of uh, makeup stuff on Men in Black as well nice I mean tons of movies
0: he's dipped into a lot of yeah. movies over the years is yeah. my stoner analogy. I was connecting uh, into my brain. King Kong,
1: 1976 <laughs> with Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lange. Yeah, he was he was Kong in that. He did a lot of the oh, yeah, makeup nice. and everything. So, yeah, he'd been gradually growing, but I think uh, uh, American Werewolf is kind of what blew it up, you know. Yeah. And that's why he's an icon. So, seriously, I think the movie still holds up. I think audiences so might see the CG and go, or I mean the practical effects and go, ooh, it's not computer genius, it looks fake, but you know what? You should shut your mouths and you should just watch it.
0: Incorporate a little bit of this thing that we used to call back in the day imagination. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cheers All right. to that. So cheers. moving right, on. Cheers to that. Moving on, we've got uh, a second Stephen King adaptation here uh, with uh, your next movie.
0: Yeah, I'm throwing out 1989's Pet Cemetery. Uh, this scene... A part of my language completely got into my head, fucked with me as a child, mm-hmm. terrified me. Mm-hmm. I would always kind of skip it or walk out of the room when Pet Cemetery would come on. It killed me to have to yeah. actually sit down and...
1: Anyways. I know what you're talking about, yeah.
3: My sister Zelda,
4: she was in the back bedroom like a dirty secret. My sister died in in the back bedroom and that's what she was a dirty secret i had to i had to feed her sometimes i hated it but i did it we wanted her to die we wished for her to be dead. It wasn't just so she wouldn't feel any more pain. It was so we wouldn't feel any more pain. It was because she started to look like this monster. Even now, I wake up and I think,
3: is Zelda dead yet? Is she? My parents were gone when she died.
2: (laughs)
1: I don't want to be
0: buried oh my in God. a
1: cemetery. <laughs> yeah, screw that the scene.
0: remake. Screw the remake. But honestly, Zelda terrifies me mm-hmm. as a grown-ass man today. Oh, okay. Uh, I told you this when you got here. I think that whole spoon-feeding thing is where I get my pet peeve of <laughs> how people eat and their etiquette with keeping shit in their mouth and their mouth closed when they're eating. Right. But she's so creepy, dude. She and is. then at some point she's in all that pain and creepy and she's like, Rachel and she man. laughs. Oh, that was a, terrible.
1: I think I was yeah I was. 13. Oh my god. I was thirteen when that film came out, and so, uh, so that dates me. But uh, she used to terrify me, and now that I'm a little bit older and I can see that it's it's a man in the makeup and it's. I, it's just not as, a,
0: You just made it worse for it's me. It's Not the as terrifying.
1: Thing. But it still stands up. I mean, it's very uh it's still a very good movie and so much infinitely better than the uh uh 2019 and remake
0: uh, uh, i still haven't seen that i'm not going to it's it. a
1: slightly more faithful adaptation to the novel again it's not probably a great adaptation yeah. of the novel but it you has can find a film. review
0: of the 2018 pet cemetery <laughs> film on the <laughs> film school <laughs> channel on youtube
1: <laughs> yes watch it you will like, look, and like and hashtag subscribe chris you will agree <laughs> It's a bad movie, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, this—I mean, the 1989 version of Pet Sematary has always creeped me out. From the cat to the kid to Zelda, yeah, shadowing over all of them. Phenomenal movie. You know, I had little, to throw it in there.
1: Little kid in that who plays Cage. Cage, uh, yeah, is also the little kid in Wes Craven's New Nightmare.
0: Oh yeah, that's another favorite of mine. Yeah, I love Wes Craven's New Nightmare. That's gonna be on list
1: next year, either from
0: year. Maybe from next year we pick five that we both collaborate on.
1: Yeah, we could. We could absolutely do that. Hmm. I do want to point out that I get a kick out of the fact that the Ramones have the theme song that plays (laughs) during the credits only because Stephen King is a fan and reached out to him and, and it's weird and kind of awesome at the same time to think that Stephen King likes the Ramones because I associate The Ramones with, are great. Yeah, but I associate more with like classic rock, you know, and, and 60s I rock. I could see him being more kind of, of a more real
0: young fan. 50s rock and roll,
1: like 50s through the 70s is Heart kind of, gold, of right? the songs he references in a lot of his books. So, to have like, you know, a punk band from New York,
0: that's, that's fucking awesome. Not badass. All right, you uh, maybe we take a quick little intermission A breather smoke break smoke them if you got them come back and we'll uh knock out five more movies yeah what is it they say I'll be
1: right back
3: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon. And remember the big giveaway at 9. Don't miss it. And don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Uh, and uh, we're back. Salute. Uh, Salute. think <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, another one of my selections here. So we're going to roll out 1984, a little classic from uh, from Wes Craven, the late, great Wes Craven. We're going to do the original and still the best, although three's good, uh, <laughs> A Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: franchise, *A Nightmare on Elm Street*, I revisited it a couple years ago, after maybe I don't know eight, nine, ten years, and I forgot how brilliant this franchise is. I, I was my love was refounded for Freddy Krueger. So good choice, man. Yeah. Why did
1: you pick this? Uh, dude, it's a classic. I mean, it's a, it's a it's part of the '80s slasher series, but it's such a unique approach um, to uh, a slasher film. So it's not. Like an unstoppable person in a mask, or uh, just a serial killer, or somebody who dresses up like their mom, like Norman Bates in Psycho. <laughs> this he gets you where, where it's it hard to fight your dreams. Yeah. So you have to sleep, and it just creates a whole interesting way of taking that genre
0: what well, made you actually be afraid of going to sleep at night as yeah. a kid in the 80s yeah, growing up with Freddy Krueger even though I,
1: I had my own Freddy glove and hat Hell and yes. sweater <laughs> and I would, I would run around in that and I was a huge fan of uh, Freddy's, Nightmares, the,
0: Freddy's Nightmares the television this, series yeah the series was phenomenal
1: that uh, Joe Dante actually not how Joe many Dante, seasons but Toby did that Hooper run for? actually directed the pilot it ran for one season
0: that was it that was yeah. it but
1: Toby Hooper the director of Chainsaw oh, Man, yeah. 2 and Life Force and Invaders from Mars and Funhouse and Poltergeist and Salem's Lot. He um, uh, directed the pilot for Freddy's Nightmares. Nice. Dude, it was so popular that Will Smith and the Fresh Prince, or I mean, <laughs> Will Smith and DJ Jazzy, Jazzy Jeff, Jeff did uh, Nightmare uh, as the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff did Nightmare on My Street. Like, Freddy was everywhere during that
0: time. Oh, <laughs> it was huge. It was
1: really huge. Um, there are moments in the series that have lulls, you know, some are better than others, yeah. but generally speaking, the first the third... Which is a direct sequel to the original, uh, bypassing the events of the second film. Uh, New Nightmare and even Freddy vs. Jason are my favorites. Of Absolutely, the
0: uh, um, and the most recent too. I love Wes Craven's New Nightmare and Freddy vs. Jason. I yeah. love the but remake. The, the I'm not counting. The 2010
1: remake. I mean, I like <laughs> doesn't Jack Harrell skill He's a
0: brilliant actor. Not his good role for he him. He will always be Warshak 100. percent He mm-hmm. brought the character to life that Alan Moore created. Yeah, and Dave Gibbons created the artwork for her, but phenomenal actor yeah but not He's not Robert England.
1: so uh, um, I have the entire s- series from the original through uh, Freddy vs. Jason and two DVD collections I need to get there's a there's a complete box set that goes all the way up to the remake on Blu-ray that I need to pick up but on Blu-ray I do have the original and I do ironically have the my least favorite the 2010 remake but you know, I just it was, they were cheap, and I didn't know there was a box set out, and I was like, "No, I'm gonna the buy the original." You know? Yeah. But um, yeah, I Freddie Krueger is such a an awesome character. I got to meet Robert England at one of our cons here, and he signed a picture of Freddie. Says <laughs> uh, "Sweet dreams," you know, "To Joe, sweet dreams," from nice. Robert England, and I, I got to talk to him uh, uh, for quite a bit, uh, considering uh, those lines, you know, right. and, and like he he talked to our entire group. Um, and that was here about at Elm Street. Salt Lake City at X. Fan I think this was X 2016. Yeah, yes. Just like to give
0: those guys a little plug if we can. Yeah, They absolutely. do a lot of hard work for
1: oh, the nerd I'm, community, you know. Dude, because of them, I've met uh, Tony Todd, the Candyman. I've met nice. Robert England, Freddy Krueger. And i met Don Shanks, who plays Michael Myers, The Shape, in uh, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. But Don Shanks is local, so I've known him for years I used to come into my block my old blockbuster uh that I used to run so blockbuster video that is and if you're wondering what what is he talking about what is a video uh google is your friend
0: but um hashtag 1992 hashtag captain marvel in the in the time
1: before no what is it in the the, ah, forget it I was thinking in the long long ago in the long long ago we had a thing called video stores. they were so much fun and I miss them yeah no uh it was it was cool talking to robert england because i um i kind of geeked out i mentioned nightmare cafe which was a series that wes craven created short-lived on nbc in the early 90s with robert england in it, it was nice. really cool um i have them all on my computer though but uh, <laughs> uh, of course v where he played uh, a nice alien lizard person who didn't want to eat the humans and then uh, uh, talked to him about his time on Justice League, the animated series, Justice League Unlimited. Who did he play uh, on that? He played, um, oh, my gosh, now the name eludes me.
0: Of Faust. Well. He
1: played uh, Dr. Felix Faust.
0: Sweet. I'm Which sure. I was
1: like, dude, that's cool, because <laughs> he, there's a whole legacy of actors who have been on the voices on these animated series. So yeah, If
0: people aren't paying attention, if you're sleeping on who actually is doing the voice acting on a lot of those animations whether it's Lucasfilm, film marvel dc there's a lot yeah, of actors a lot of really talented well-known actors, actors that yeah, come into those voice
1: actors but then a lot of people who are in film and television yeah. and a lot of genre people too so it's really really awesome so i love robert england and i love Freddie, and i spent a lot of my youth with the uh well my preteen through teens with the Elm Street films the Halloween films the Phantasm films <laughs> the Hellraiser films the Friday the 13th films um, so yeah it's in the Psycho films so it's all but
0: I, we didn't get to Nightmare last year so it's, it's yeah. refreshing to have Freddy well it's hard part dude. of this special
1: when you were like let's do five I'm like five? Oh man there's so many and then we anted up to six because yeah. I'm like no we got, I gotta do six I
0: have to include those films."
1: <laughs> and then this year we're just doing five and next year we're gonna kind of Change the format a little bit, but eventually we're going to cover all of the classics that you should be watching. We have on holiday to. seasons. Yeah, you don't have to watch them every Halloween. Mix it up. Watch That's the fun Down part. Street every three years, you know, or That's, whatever. Well, and like years. I
0: told you earlier, too. Scream. They mm-hmm. The first three Scream movies I've already knocked out, and nice. It was nice to revisit those. They're See, fun I haven't, movies, I haven't man. Seen
1: them in a few years now. It's probably well, in about four
0: years. West Craven. Mm-hmm. So it kind of nice. It ties in there. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take us. 1994 wolf michelle pfeiffer jack nicholson um james spader there's a bunch of a bunch of good actors i'm gonna cheat a little bit i got imdb up because we're not on camera for the film school (laughs) (laughs) richard Uh, jenkins christopher Plummer, um, i'm dude as dr vijay alzayas alessius let's check out the clip all right this
3: is
4: One of the most powerful amulets, which must be worn next to the skin and never taken off. If it works, there is said to be a great pain and weakness, while the wolf struggles to emerge and charm holds him at bay. sometimes drives him out. I have no idea if any of it is true, but it's yours. Oh, no, I... uh... It's a gift. And in return, I would like a favor from you. it's in my power. I was recently told that I'm dying. <laughs> Speaking of mystical and terrifying experiences. Uh, I would like you to bite me. What? I would like you to bite me. I can't ask you to transform me with your passion, so I ask you to honor me with your bite. And I too will become a demon wolf. You'd rather be damned than die. Damnation is not a part of
1: my system of beliefs. Well, uh... A little clip from Wolf there directed by the famous Mike Nichols uh, who also gave us uh, Catch-22 and The Graduate. Um, kind of like you just were mentioning while we were watching that clip there, that uh, the second film in our lineup this year to have <laughs> Jack, Jack
0: Nicholson. Nicholson.
1: Yeah. Uh, and also the second film to be sort of based around the same gothic horror the Universal Monsters. You got Bram Stoker's Dracula and Wolfman. Yeah.
0: Well, and I love the, the makeup and this is amazing to me. I mean, American Werewolf in London, I'm not going to lie. You kind of mentioned that and threw it out there. And I'm like, I haven't seen Wolf in a long time. I love this movie. It's phenomenal. The transformation of James Spader, who is, spoiler alert, also turned a wolf in this movie. Yeah. And brawls with Jack Nixon as a wolf over Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, understandable. I just love the look and the feel of him. Reminds me yeah. of the classic Universal Werewolf. Well, this was during
1: that era where, 92 through 94, where there was Bram Stoker's Dracula by Francis Ford Coppola, and there was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein by Kenneth Branagh, which had Robert right. Niro as yep. the monster. And then Wolf was the third in that sort of 90s, 90s revival. of the,
0: revival of the Universal um, Horror Monster.
1: Which Universal, it seems like every... Few decades they're trying to bring them back, you know. So, right. Excuse um, me. And, it, and then later on at the end of the decade, there was the mummy, you know, the return, uh, the mummy with Brendan Fraser, yeah.
0: You what know, so. and I actually like the first two mummy you know, movies. I have the trilogy on Blu ray, uh, I don't mind I the third or I, I don't you know, really like the third one, and I'm right. not a fan of the Scorpion King. know I'm not a fan no. of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he's doing his like thing, the he's a powerhouse, he's killing it. I'm not it. a fan of the Scorpion, but i never I, liked the Scorpion, just not a, not, not a big fan of The Rock, I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, to each his own. Uh, Fair enough. I'm not a huge fan of uh, What's-Her-Name from the Twilight movies. In fact, I don't like
0: her at all. I don't like her either. But, uh, Kristen Christine Stewart. Kristen yeah. Stewart, yeah.
1: But yeah, going back uh, um, <laughs> to Wolf there for a minute. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie.
0: You remember that scene where James Spader's trying to be the pa- passive-aggressive prick in the office to Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson's kind of the old breed the old school being pushed out of his publishing firm right. and James Spader's the hot new shit coming in and he comes in and, and Jack Nixon's already been bit and he's taking a piss and James yep. Spader confronts him and marks his he territory, flips it on him I, am I going to go into it because long story short marks his territory <laughs> slowly turns and just starts pissing on James Spader's feet yeah. like what the fuck are you going to do He's like, what, what's the matter with you? What are you doing? He's like, I'm marking my territory. and just goes right back to the universe, journal. <laughs> Uh But mentioning Universal uh, Horror Monsters, your film coming out of this one kind of leads right up to that. Um, you want to introduce us on uh, what we're about to see on this one?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, real quick, I'd also like to point out this is the second, second werewolf movie we talked about tonight, too. Yep. But, Yeah. We're going to kick off uh, the next one. This is a classic from Fred Decker. Uh, uh, one of my favorites growing up. Uh, I was the right age when this came out. The Monster <laughs> Squad, man, which just kind of... Uh, Stan Winston doing the creature effects, bringing together the classic universal monsters, even though this is not a universal it's monster movie.
0: It's not a universal t- property.
1: Right. They, they have their own unique take, but you got Count Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, the mummy the gill creature <laughs> which would be a creature creature from black, black in, and of right? course the wolfman um uh, such a classic movie funny and uh scary at the same time when i was a kid you know not quite as scary as say something wicked this way comes and that'll be on one of my lists one day but uh, something to see it it's a classic disney ray bradbury adaptation i'll talk about that another time because I love, love it. it. But this film is, it, at the time, would, it would have had the same effect. on I me mean, plus the humor, the age. I was at the right age. They're talking about, you know, boobs and monsters. Like, you know, what twelve-year-old or eleven-year-old kid isn't going to be stoked on a movie that has it. classic monsters <laughs> talking about boobs and monsters? It was awesome.
0: Um, I love this movie. Everything from scary German guy. Yep, and that and, but after they actually introduced that character he's got the knife all right boys this is your last Just chance for pie. Pie. <laughs> it's,
1: but i will say this uh, monster squad has probably one of the worst hip like 80s hip hop songs at the end it's right there with the the one from dragnet it's like not good during the credits you know monster squad
0: oh no oh no, it's terrible no
1: but i love
0: it it would be a fun stuff. one to throw into a halloween playlist so yeah,
1: yeah, no, if, that's the thing. Okay, so my co-host on the on the Film School channel, they're on the YouTubes, uh, Chris. Chris, he Chris the the soundtrack. what's up? Oh, he's having too much fun enjoying Halloween in Hawaii.
0: Mahalo, I did that with the family a few years ago. Nice. Yeah, so anyways. Do
1: you think they do a spooky island theme for the...
0: Nobody invited us when we were there, so... Bomber. I don't know, maybe.
1: Bomber. <laughs> hey, so he's having too much fun to join us tonight, but... Uh, yeah, he's got the soundtrack, the re-release. Uh, I think it's either a Waxworks or a Mondo re-release of the Monster Squad soundtrack. So it's got the hip-hop song at the end, and then it's got the uh, the song during the really awesome um, montage. The rock until you drop, dance until your feet fall off. So, like, if 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 there was a digital download for those where I could get those from, they'd go on my never-ending Halloween playlist. Nice. But, um, yeah, dude, what 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 can you say the holiday just isn't complete for me without monster, monster
0: squad, squad. wolfman's <laughs> so got nards wolfman does have nards. well in the wolfman in that movie again practical effects and you and chris talked about this on the film school a few episodes back and how we need to bring those back yeah and and this film's that all these films i think are excellent examples of practical effects yes and they and, still look and good what we grew up with that it, it looks way better than CGI to they still to me. look really good they hold up so it's you amazing. and I also have
1: something in common with this movie we both have the shirt that Sean wears in the film that says Stephen, Stephen King, King rules. rules now I've had <laughs> I wear this shirt and people are like oh you love Stephen King and yes yes I do I'm not a fanatic of Stephen King's I haven't read all of his books and short stories and novellas but I, I tell people when they say oh you love Stephen King then huh like, yeah but I love the monster squad even like, just It's it's from this movie. I feel like everyone my age should have seen this movie like they would have seen E.T. and The Goon. Absolutely.
0: You I know? think I did. It ties right in there with both of those. Mm-hmm.
1: And it has my favorite line from any movie. This has to be my favorite line of all time. Like, brilliant writing here. So we're going to go into this clip because this is it.
3: You got Shit, Patrick, come on. Okay, come on. Read the book. Right. Go. Okay, right. hey, read. Go. Wait. Read. I'm fucking German. I, I, I shine. bin Ick schien. Ich Shine. gut schien. really, you should read it. He's not a virgin, you stupid. Did you ask him? Where you going, Rudy? I'm
4: in the goddamn club,
1: aren't
0: I? Love the Monster Squad. Well done. Love it. My, again,
1: my favorite line. My favorite quote. <laughs> I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I,
0: Rudy? Real quick, to the point. <laughs> my sister texted me a picture of the mummy, random picture of the backside of the mummy, and was like, Can you guess what horror movie this is from? And I wrote back, I wanna say it's the monster squad. And she was like, Yep, I knew you'd get it, <laughs> something like that and I and then I instantly wrote back, I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? <laughs> See? About 20 minutes goes by. I get a text from her, laughing because she's like, "How did you know that was going to be there? It was awesome." <laughs> or maybe Justin said that. I can't remember. It's Anyways, perfect. I digress. It's a
1: great movie. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go uh, moving on and onwards. We're gonna hit up another uh, classic 80s youth-oriented horror movie, uh, and then our second film about vampires this evening, <laughs> The Lost Boys, 1987. Joel Schumacher taking it back
0: notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet?
2: No. It's a pretty cool place, if you're a Martian.
0: Or a vampire.
2: Are you guys sniffing old newsprint or something?
4: You think you really know what's happening around here, don't you? Well, I'll tell you something, you don't know shit, buddy. Yeah. You think we just work in a comic book store for our folks, huh?
2: Actually, I thought it was a bakery. This is just our cover. We're dedicated to a higher purpose. We're fighters for truth, justice, and the American way.
3: All right.
4: Hey, man, read this.
2: I told you, I don't like horror comics.
0: Think of it more as a survival manual. There's a number on the back. And pray you never need to call us.
2: I'll pray I never need to call you.
0: All right, Joe, we did. Two of your clips back to back. Um, We're gonna, we'll see why in a minute.
1: How did that happen?
0: What (laughs) happened? Where are we? The Twilight Zone. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, your
1: next stop: The Twilight Zone. But I sound like the guy from the Smuckers ads.
0: (laughs) I can't believe it's not jelly, or I can't believe it's not jam. With
1: a name like Smuggers, it
0: has to be good. <laughs>
1: dude, I love The Lost Boys. Nineteen
0: eighty-seven, The Lost Boys, dude. I was
1: eleven. I saw it in the theater. So so far, I don't. I think I've seen every one of the films we've talked about in the theater except for Wolf and Elm Street. However, tomorrow night that all changes. I get to go and see Elm Street on the big on the big screen for the first time. But nice. But yeah, Lost Boys. Eleven years old, saw this movie. Uh, already knew uh, Jason Patrick and Jamie Gertz from. Uh, Solar Babies
0: Corey Haim and Corey Feldman from every other movie that yep, came Graham, out in 1987 Corbin, <laughs> Silver
1: Bullet and Goonies yeah I, I knew both of those guys Kiefer Sutherland I knew from Stand By Me another Stephen King yep. really great movie um, and uh, and then Alex Winter I'd come to know as uh, uh, Bill S. Preston Esquire in the Bill and Ted's <laughs> movies this movie's so good dude again it blends Comedy with horror, but it is a horror film to begin. Oh,
0: absolutely! With. But and it has the, again, comedy. practical effects. Yeah. The gore, dude, around the bonfire. is yeah. which ripping into it's the. Skull it's always been is a
1: brutal. point of contention to me about this film is I don't understand how it got an R rating because that's literally there's two shots of like graphic brutality and the rest of the yeah. movie. Yeah, even the language isn't that bad. No, so. well,
0: and it's more of a psychological. You know, it's like yeah. a thrill. They're all I don't know. Michael. You're eating maggots, Michael.
1: Like such a good movie. And and Corey so Haim good. and Corey Feldman, uh, like the Frog brothers, they, they just have the best lines in this movie. Like, yeah, the clip we used was great, and that's one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. Comic book store. Comic
1: book store. But I also would have gone with the the whole uh you know, my own brother.
0: What the fuck? Goddamn, goddamn blood-sucking man. vampire yeah. oh you we wait a mom, mom finds, finds out.
1: out or of course death by stereo which yeah. is an incredible
0: well in the band lineup. death by stereo i think on their first ep has that sample you have to right before it goes into i think sing along with the patriotic punks fucking amazing <laughs> album anyways
1: yeah i always loved the uh the fact that this movie has the same elements that uh, like that I loved about Friday Night*,
0: which is one that I want to review I on just another episode. I just of the costume party at my buddy Ben's house last so night. So
1: good. It's just the fact that like the vampires look normal until they really vamp out, and they kind of get scary looking. Oh yeah. Well, I I don't know. This movie as a kid though never scared me, and it it still doesn't scare me as much as it's just a fun gothic. Uh, right, it's like a little action adventure. It's like a little horror, a little romance. Good soundtrack. Still have the, the soundtrack's soundtrack. amazing. And my and there's several songs on my Halloween playlist from this. The say hello to the night and the cry cry little sister. But not the sax. like <laughs> not, not the sax man. Not Sergio doing. still believe.
0: <laughs> I still believe.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I have the original version of that song though by by its original artist on it. 80s playlist. Well, just on my computer alone. But, yeah, I'll put it this way. The Lost Boys, if I found the, the soundtrack on vinyl, I'd probably pick it up. Nice. I'm sure it's out there.
0: It's got to be out there. Vinyls, vinyl's really big right now, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. certainly is. Uh, but this movie, I don't know. It's a fun, sexy movie. It's It was a sexy movie when you were a kid. You're like, Jamie Gertz, wow. Star. Yeah. Sexy, sexy. <laughs> and the little kid... Uh, Manny ooh, when he vamps out always creeped me out but yeah just a classic
0: Did the uh, Frog Brothers reaction to Manny vamping out is hilarious But mm-hmm. they just scream
3: <laughs> like, oh my god kill it get it was, rid of it
1: in fact I think this was the film that launched the whole Corey and Corey thing where they did license to drive and then uh, dream a little dream yeah I think this was their first like <laughs> team up
0: Corey and hashtag Corey hashtag the Corey's yep but Love anyways. It, man. So
1: so now we're going to come full circle here, right?
0: With uh, with our last film. We're coming up on our last film. 10 for 10, I think we've hopefully compacted this into a constructive and educational and fun episode <laughs> Entertaining that for doesn't us, seem anyways. extremely rushed. Um were we rushed? I don't think so. I think we were just being mindful of the listener. Yeah. And the time. If you got a half hour commute, Start at the beginning of the day and finish it on the way home.
1: There you go. That's a good way to do
0: it. (laughs) I think we are going to bring it full circle with this one. Um, I am going to go back to Haddonfield, Illinois, if you will, with my man, the shape. Uh Saying as I am the shape for Halloween this year. Yeah. I felt it was fitting. You know, again, 2018 Halloween and our review of that, so to speak, in the last year's Halloween special... And especially after revisiting Rob Zombie's throw-up of Halloween 1 and 2, I revisited those this year and immediately went back to Halloween 4 and 5.
1: Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry um, you had to go through that.
0: But Halloween 4 and 5, it brings it all home, man. Yeah, those two are mean The return of Michael Myers, the whole mask is a huge thing that fucks with me. They did a terrible job on the mask. Yeah, They've yeah. They made it a little bit better in 5. Yeah. Not much. Not much. That's okay. That's the one thing Zombie got right was this mask.
1: uh, Those are the first two films with Daniel Harris, who uh, played uh, Jamie, um, uh, Laurie Strode's like daughter. Yeah. That. Yeah. So and and
0: continuing the Myers bloodline through and I I like her a
1: lot because
0: uh, um, I had a huge crush on her as a kid. So yeah. And she's from watching Halloween, urban legend 5.
1: all the way up to once upon a time in Amer- <laughs> and, and Hollywood. So that's, yeah, it's, just, it's awesome. But anyways, let's let's check out this clip.
4: Why now? You waited 10 years. I knew this day would come. Don't go to Haddonfield. If you want another victim, take me? But leave those people in peace.
2: Please. Michael. God damn you. <laughs>
1: all right we're back and uh what a lovely clip what a lovely clip it reminds me of being 12 years old when that movie (laughs) came out i I didn't see that in the theater but i I did rent the video when it came out and that was at the time where i just kind of discovered the halloween movies um nice i was really into them um at the time they weren't as popular as like psych the psycho films the elm street films and the friday the 13th because they kept pumping out sequels. There hadn't been a sequel to Halloween since in ten years. Well, eighty three. That was eighty eight. So, you know, seven years. But
0: am I thinking Zombie Land two? I think you are. Did I just time travel with the you film did. school review I think you just tra- for Zombie Land two? <laughs>
1: We're just dropping this uh, week. Yes. So please tune in. Nice segue. <laughs> no, uh, the, but yeah, the third Halloween movie didn't have Michael Myers in it as a character. Right. It's a Film within the film,
0: but shows a trailer for the movie on one of yeah. the TVs throughout yeah. in th- one point of the film and season so, of the witch. So we hadn't but had, but I, I revisited Halloween 3 this year, and that's a great, fucking oh, movie. it's a it's great standalone a film. Movie. It makes me wish a we got the Deborah Hill, John Carpenter anthology, uh, anthology yeah. of Halloween movies, would have been interesting. And and they could have brought the shape back absolutely later, whenever, yeah but you goddamn fans <laughs> don't do to the Star Wars franchise what you've done to the Halloween franchise See, Halloween leave two, it at that <laughs>
1: Halloween 2 was what 81 82 it is 81
0: I think it's 81 so it's 80 or 81 so that's
1: 7 years between two years between after Michael Myers the first one yeah so that's 7 years between Michael Myers movies so when that came back to me it was a big deal and uh, and uh, I love that movie. It's got Daniel Harris in it when she was just a kid, and
0: kind of had a crush on her. Or grown up, watching. I mean, grown up, in, we were right in, at that same age as Daniel Harris. Yep,
1: she's in the the Rob Zombie Halloween remakes. She's in
0: like the yeah, legend. She she does a lot of one of the movies. saving graces of Rob Zombies. Yeah. Queen. Yeah,
1: and she's in uh, more more recently. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the new Tarantino.
0: Small well, role is but that. Why like, can't I? She's playing She's it? one of the. Because uh, um, I loved that of, movie. When I saw that with you and Chris, it yeah, was phenomenal. I loved it.
1: It's one of the um, Manson family members. She's the pregnant one. Oh shit. Yeah, and it was. It took it, our buddy Keith to like remind me of like, hey, that's Daniel Harris. Like,
0: what? <laughs> it um, is.
1: Yeah, but I I thoroughly enjoy this movie and I think it gets a bad rep. Uh, it's, it's honestly not, the stories are great. The first
0: one. And uh, the Mustaf Akkad card, Yeah. A card. A card? Mustaf Akkad. Akkad. card. Thank you. But he really it's awesome if you watch twenty eighteen Halloween and they thank him. Yeah. And they kinda have to because he did bring michael myers back to us yeah and aside from the mask uh, they nailed it i think the story's great donald pleasant's great you have yeah. to dr loomis coming back and this scene in particular i love how it hearkened it to, to hitchcock i feel dwight h little as a director did a phenomenal job with that shot where yeah very good the shot. environment the gets bigger and the shape stays the same size yeah. And I thought he paid homage to what Deborah Hill and John Carpenter the did at the end of Halloween managed. 1. Her, yeah. When Luma says, God damn you, Michael, and he fires three rounds at him. But yeah. he's gone, and he looks down over the counter, just like he did over the balcony at the end of 1, and he's gone again. It's just, I think I wanted to leave the Halloween special reminding everybody that the shape can be anywhere at any time.
1: Yeah, and that, that it, the Halloween films are the definitive. Halloween
0: seasonal films. I'm saving one and two to watch Halloween after I'm done with trick-or-treaters and get in for the night on the projector. I'm going to do a double feature, Halloween one and two. I've got Friday off. So I've been saving them.
1: Yeah, I've got Friday off too, but I'm going to watch Chuck Russell's uh, 1988 remake of The Blob that just got a scream factory, or is getting a screen factory
0: release here perfect film to wrap up scary movie month yeah be which starts september 1st and ends october 31st if you're lj <laughs> and
1: if you're joe it starts the uh, last week of september all the way through the first of november so
0: well and there's cool uh stuff. yeah no there, there's plenty in the pipeline coming up on the film school youtube channel yeah i appreciate you taking time to join me on another halloween special shout out to my brother bunny for uh poking the bear and asking where, where the hell we were at with this thing so we <laughs> yes, can you. motivate to get it done do you have Not anything you much. want to share with our listeners Dude, other than a happy Halloween I
1: definitely want to say that, that Dr. Loomis is one of my all time favorite protagonists of any horror film series because I, I like Laurie Strode but I yeah. love Donald Pleasance so Dr. Loomis rules and that's a good good choice um, other than that yeah just have a safe happy Halloween get your Halloween movies on I know uh, Halloween somewhere in that time I'm going to squeeze in a couple more got to get my Night of the Living Dead and original Halloween in there somehow right. so even right. if I I know them so well that even if I just leave them on as background
0: I'm going to got to make sure I toss in the uh, Blu-ray copy of Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, Psycho. you gifted yeah. me yeah classic Watch it last year. It's it's time to yeah, visit listen the to last Ray year's episode. Andy.
1: and You'll find out what, what 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 we think of that one. So.
0: Well, and speaking of anthologies, hopefully our Halloween specials will be somewhat an anthology, and Joe will yeah. be sitting down with me for years to come on the Dead Serial Podcast.
1: Many years to come. I love you, dude. Love you too, man. And thanks for Thank all you your for help having you me. do uh, with our Film School Channel, man. It's awesome.
0: It's a labor of love. (laughs) No, I love you and Chris. Check out the Film School on YouTube. You can find that link in the bio for this episode on the website. Follow on Instagram, dead underscore cereal. Thank you for tuning in. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.